Standing in at a staggering 5 foot 10 inches tall and tipping the scales at a walloping 180 pounds, this man was built on more of a promise than ever just solid muscle alone. A promise to take over the highest levels of competitive eating in the way the human race has never seen before. This weekend, folks, all eyes lean to the favorite Matthew Salty Samard. He came tumultuously out of the shores of Lake Nipissing not too long ago, where he stubbed his foot on a rock. But it wasn't a rock. It was Nipissing University. Folks, this is The Lake Show. What else do you want to know? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 20 of The Lake Show. It is currently Wednesday, June 26, 2019, Eastern Standard Time, and you're here with your favorite hosts with the most, Mr. Harrison Harper and Matthew Samard. Mr. Matthew Samard. Teacher Matthew Samard. What's going on, brother? Nothing much, man. What's going on with you? Not much, man. We just banked a really cool interview this episode. Yeah, awesome. We're going to be happy to bring that to you in just a couple minutes. We just got off the phone with Mr. Zach Nastasiak of the Charlotte Checkers of the American Hockey League. Calder Cup champion. Not really a big deal, but like, I'm going to be honest, Salty, we're going to talk about it, right? That's our job. Oh, exactly. We got to do what we got to do. We're journalists. We're going to talk gonna, about it. Talk so about it's it. kind yeah. of a big deal then, okay? <laughs> like, it's a joke, okay? Like, come on. Anyways, enough. I don't know what I was doing there. Um, it's yeah. He had, it was really cool talking to him, a guy that yeah. uh, had a great OHL career. Um, made it to the jump to professional hockey right at twenty. Didn't even finish major junior, and uh, you know he's been plugging away there the last four seasons. And you know he's already a Calder Cup champion here this past year. So yeah, pretty cool honestly. getting him on. Uh, f- good friend of Mr. Matt Anderson and Jordan De Silva and Jeffy and, D. Absolutely, and uh, yeah. So they were kind of. And salty, and you guys were kind of very, <laughs> we'll say imperative into getting that interview, um, <laughs> possibly the 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 direct line of communication. So <laughs> thanks to you guys, that was fun. But yeah, yeah, it was cool. It's all I didn't I, I knew it was gonna be a fun interview talking guy like that. You know, coming yeah. off the Calder Cup, it was it was fun. Salty, I think we're coming up with some pretty good stuff at the moment. Moving up, I? man. And you know what's fun about these interviews too is you really get to know the person too, like Ivanka and Zach too. You know, they're they're doing great stuff, but they're just good people too, man. Like it's it's tough to find Canadians that are killing it up there that aren't going to be good people. You know oh what I mean? yeah, it's, it's oh, fun to see. That better be the case, right? Yeah, exactly. Actually, exactly. Absolutely. And I find too, like we were just saying, like it's almost like you just start talking to these people and you you just got to throw the microphone on right away because you yeah. say, hey, hi, how are you? How do you do? And then next thing you know, you talk for 20 minutes about good stuff and you're like, dang, did I, did I say that on the podcast? I went out yeah. and how you do? And you forget. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got him on and just got him talking right away. So it was good. That was awesome. It was good. It was fun. And then obviously that Ivanka interview was really fun too. We'll talk yeah, about that again. Hopefully people no, enjoyed that. Yeah, no, I got a lot of good feedback about that. And uh, it's again, too, I, I find it's hilarious. It's It seems like there actually are a couple of people listening to the show. So that makes me very thankful that people are tuning in. We really appreciate it. Had a couple of people on the weekend tell me that they were listening and just around town here. And a couple of people say it always feels good. I still can't believe me and Salty are fired up. We're still doing this, you know, and, and in yeah, June, uh, I hope no one's upset that we didn't bring on a Laker, a Laker athlete, or uh, anyone that goes to Nipissing. We just uh, he he wanted to come on, good friend of the show, friend of the school, and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we just thought you know it's summertime. Had a guy that wanted to come on, had some stuff to talk about, thought it'd be great. So I think uh, it went well, and hopefully no one's upset that it 
you know, this guy isn't exactly directly affiliated with the school, but it shouldn't be a problem. He's a Laker at heart, and that's all we can ask for, right? And you know what? At the end of the day, we're all Lakers at heart. Exactly. Absolutely. So, what's going on with you, my man? Oh, man, this is my week off in the summer, which is, like, it's okay. Like, it's not bad, but it would be nice kind of, like, more have that week off in the hectic part of the summer. But still, hey, I got my week off because it's, like, in between teaching and our soccer camps right now. So, currently just in meetings, setting up our our soccer camps and getting all that stuff ready and making sure we're good to go for when the kids show up. But yeah, no, it's, it's uh, it's a nice and relaxing week. It's nice to be able to do this episode uh, on a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, yeah, it's nice. Like a, we're not doing it at 1130 at night while we yeah. wake up six <laughs> hours later. Yeah. I'm drinking coffee for a different reason today, which is nice uh, just to wake yeah. up, not to stay up. So yeah, I would say, yeah, it was so weird doing this in the daylight. Like I'm sitting here right? like a light out and the sun's shining. That's weird. I don't think we've ever done one. Di- wow. Well, I'm sure we have, but anyway, yeah. it's nice doing it in the day and not having to Definitely. do it after we've worked all day and stuff. Yeah, no, it's fun. How about you, man? Work so hard. Me, man, I've been just working a lot, man. Honestly, I've been picking yeah. up tons of hours. I've been trying to work a lot and save some money. I'm going to try and do the old no student loan thing this year. So I'm going to try and right. just make a bunch of money and see what I can do and, and try and go with it that way. So I've been just trying to go to the gym and go to work really and haven't been doing too much, honestly. I've been playing a little guitar, started playing the guitar a little bit again picking around with that and then when you're always focused on like uh like celebrities and stuff and like all these good acts like you just want to criticize them and be like you know it's just easy to be like ah i don't know they're not that good but like yeah i i just have such an appreciation for anyone that can play anything like even yeah, if you're up there banging on the triangle i don't care like <laughs> like i just think it's cool and like i don't know just to know that like this is just like a random guy in north bay that's singing this song to me is like i don't know it's always been cool to me so that's why i got the open mic going I also made a Facebook group, which is terribly embarrassing. I, I saw that and it really turned into a group chat. That was hilarious. Oh, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I have like, I have no idea what I'm doing at any point. Yeah. So I make this group chat and I try to invite like 40 people to it. And like, I'm inviting people I'm not even friends with on Facebook and stuff, like a bunch of random people. And I made a 40 person group chat. Like it was 20, 2008. We all grew up learning comp- like on computers we all know how to use them like but still so many things are so frustrating to me i'm like some things are gotta be getting easier still online like just to create like posters and stuff like that like yeah anyways i don't know what we're talking about right now yeah man i I had uh my last week of school last week and i go in on the wednesday the classes are on thursday and by the way like i've heard teachers say like oh i don't like the end of the school year like whatever i prefer the start of the school year which to me was bananas you're like what are you talking about in the school year is the best part you know you're almost done you're ready to go for the summer i now realize why teachers hate the end of the school year it's because the students have checked out for two weeks and they are so done it's insane and i was subbing in the second last day of school in a kindergarten class I almost quit halfway through the day, man. It was insane. Like these kids, like you could tell, they just did not care who was talking to them, what was going on. Like they were done with school. And I walk in the, uh, in the morning, I go to my class, you know, see what the teacher left for me and stuff. One of the other teachers from the other class comes over to me and goes, Oh, Hey, like, how's it going? I was like, Oh, good, good. She's like, Oh, you have this class? I was like, yeah. She goes, Ooh, uh, just letting you know, I'm right across the hall. If you need me, they made the sub yesterday cry. I was like, like they're kindergarten <laughs> kids. Like, how make your teacher cry? Cry, man. This, this poor lady was like six years old and she made this this lady cry. Oh. So right off the bat, I'm like, okay, it's going to be a tough day. And then I, I hope you, made another- them, you should have went there and made them cry. <laughs> absolute yeah, redemption set the tone right away yeah you just laying the hammer down <laughs> and the uh, the vice principal comes in she goes oh by the way your your ea that's usually in this class is in here today too so it's gonna be a sub for the a and i was like oh man here we go like it's just gonna be one of those days the ea that came in had been around for a while thankfully she kind of knew what was going on with kindergarten and stuff and she midway she goes i've never seen a class like this this is insane the the 
second half of the day, she's like, uh, the other teacher comes out. She's like, yeah, like everybody's just kind of out of control today. Let's just bring them outside for like two hours. We just had them playing outside because we couldn't even keep them in the class, man. It was insane. It was so funny though. Like looking back on it, like this kids are just done, like absolutely done with school. Just a bunch of barnyard animals running around. Right. <laughs> I'll be honest though. I can tell you right now, if I think like June 1st, is probably the checkout date for a young Harrison in, in the elementary <laughs> years. Man. June first, I am. Oh, the filing cabinet is stacked, and I've already <laughs> filed it. I'm done. I ain't learning anything till probably the next October. As soon as that calendar flips over and you see that sun on the calendar that says June right next to it, Dunzo. See dude, you later. Okay, dude. I I feel like every school did this. Like, do you remember you'd have your calendar like at the front of the classroom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you have like the different months all lined up, and you like yeah. Put and I know which one you're talking about. It has the sun, the June. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone had that. I know exactly. Is it, it, That's it had, so funny. You put that June sign above that calendar. I'll tell you right now, the whole mood and that atmosphere, that school is a little different. It's like you're winning got a little more energy. People are popping bottles in the bag. You're shaking the champagne and stuff. And the oh, yeah. It's just, you don't know what to do, right? Because they know they're, 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 not that you don't have any power left. Like, obviously, like, there's still order there. And I'm not saying every class is like that. But some of the <laughs> students know teachers aren't going to grade you on anything some of the report cards are done like it's it's go time you know kids are getting you, know, you, gotta, you figure it out you read the situation yeah, exactly and all of a sudden Anyways. you're having a little more fun <laughs> you're in 2 p.m math class than you should be <laughs> yeah exactly i was but a nightmare I, child in elementary so like i i feel bad even like like just it's like i'm i'm acting surprised that the kids are acting astray but i can only imagine yeah i, I feel like imagine. Every it's pretty funny, you know, when we talk about this stuff, and I kind of go back. It's I feel like and like you could be in in Ottawa and you were in Calgary and anybody could be across Canada, but I feel like every kid went through the same kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like I, the elementary I school feeling really is, like is elementary very similar. was like similar across the board in this country. Exactly, exactly. I don't know what it, and it's pretty funny to think about because, like I said, we knew exactly what calendar we were talking about, and we kind of went through the same stuff. Like it's pretty funny to talk about that way. Oh yeah, and it's, I, it's funny because like, as we've had these conversations, just I like picking your brain. Hilarious talks about teaching and stuff, and it's yeah. just yeah, it's just like all this stuff. We all kind of did the same thing. It's hilarious. Oh man, and then the sixth graders at the end of the day, like the the last day of school, they're all you know bawling their eyes out and hugging the teachers and stuff. And it's like, man, like was I like that? And I remember looking home, like I'm pretty sure everybody was like that too. Like you just get so attached to that school and stuff. You know, it's crazy. Well, and then I, I found too with elementary, like I went through the same elementary from kindergarten to sixth grade. Yeah, same here. So that was seven years. I was at the exact same school with the exact same kids, same teachers, yeah. and everything. So I remember it was it was a, it was a crazy. That was a huge change. I remember going from elementary school to junior high. Yeah, the sixth to seventh grade jump is massive, man. Like because you go like I don't know about you, jump. but yeah, mine went from like my high school went from grade seven to grade twelve. So like talking oh, about really? the jungle, like you're going in the jungle, man. <laughs> like, when yeah, you're, you're like hanging, you're hanging out on like you're hanging out on the playground and kids are playing like patty cake. And then all of a sudden yeah. you're in high school and there's, there's kids smoking cigarettes and blowing them in your face. <laughs> you're trying to get, you're yeah. trying to get to the bus stop. Seriously that's though, funny. man, like thinking about it now, like that's a crazy jump and like kids are all nervous and stuff. And it's like, man, I like, I totally get that. Like I'd be nervous too. If I was 100%. Spot, like, I'd be yeah. losing my, li- I remember when I went to high school, I, you, I thought I was going, maybe I thought I was going to the, I don't know where I thought I was going. But I thought I was going to the show, the shit. Yeah, seriously, like I was like, high schools. They make high school sound like you're going to like the biggest deal ever. Every movie you ever watched for the last yeah. three years is about high school. Like yeah. everything's catered to this unreal time at high school. You show up there and you're like, wow. <laughs> it's the same thing I, with just bigger it's people. The exact same thing, just different age. Yeah, yeah. 
No, I had a great time in school anyways. I don't even know what we're talking about right now. I yeah, gotta say that. Like, I don't know how we got here, but you know what? We got here. Um, <laughs> what do you think we should do now? Should we kick it over to the big man before we start talking about more educational woes? <laughs> yeah, might as well. Let's kick it over to uh, big Zach Nastasiak, man. The, the man. big body. <laughs> the champ. The champ is here. <laughs> kick it over to another. Yeah, kick it over to ourselves again. <laughs> Kills me every time. <laughs> we gotta put an ad in this time, can we? Should we just make one up? Do you hate mowing your lawn? Does it ruin your week? Do you wake up tired, mad, maybe even sad because you gotta get out there and mow the lawn when you just want to enjoy your Sunday? Well, have no fear. Because the Lake Show Lawn Care and Service is now here to give you in-depth, desired care to your lawn and home or garden. We have free estimates, direct quotes, and we do do deliveries. We're not sure why we do deliveries or why we needed to throw that in there, but it was in the small print. So take Hopsy and Salty's advice for it and subscribe to Lake Show Lawn Care today. Find us online at www.lawncarerocks.org. Thank you very much, and we'll talk to you very soon. Enjoy the Lake Show. Promo code Lake Show 35. Thanks. No free ads. Ladies and gentlemen, we keep bringing you in-depth interviews that you're you're just not going to find anywhere else. So get make sure you screw those earpods in a little tight. Make sure the AirPods are charged. Make sure you're listening because I don't think you're paying attention, folks. We have a groundbreaking interview for you today. We got ourselves Zach Nastasiuk, 2019 Calder Cup champion, current Charlotte checker in the American Hockey League, the direct affiliate of the Carolina Hurricanes of the National Hockey League. Zach, give a warm Lake Show welcome. Let everyone know you're here and tell us a little bit about who you are, buddy. Oh, what's going on, boys? Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, Zach Nastasiak uh, from Barrie, Ontario. We're good friends with uh, Matt Aronson, Jordan Silva, the former Nipissing Lakers or students, I guess. Adios. Uh, met Salty through them, and then uh, you guys started this podcast. Been a big fan ever since you guys started and been trying to get on, so happy you guys uh, found some time to get me on here. Let's, uh, let's talk about those those guys right away get that out, out of the way uh how did you get to know those guys and maddie ice is a famous soccer player from nipsing lakers and kind of give us a background on how you you guys all grew up together uh so jord de silva um i've known him since i was like four we played obviously we started playing house league hockey together um so I mean, we just got lucky we're on the same team in house league and Pretty much, uh, then we both started playing Triple uh, A growing up from minor hockey all the way up to like our draft year, the OHL, and nice. and I'm going to the same high school in Barry too, so that was pretty lucky too, pretty cool there, and we just been friends for life since then. Met Slaps Manerson uh, in <laughs> high school, uh, kind of grade nine, I think geography, and yeah, that we fell. Uh, rest is history. Yeah, the rest is history. We fell, <laughs> uh, grew from there, and uh, so got a little triangle going on now. Nice. Yeah. For those who don't know, we're uh, we're in some heated fantasy sports leagues, actually, where we've been in what a basketball, soccer one. And uh, <laughs> Zach and I have been known to to mix up the leagues a couple times. So, yeah, that's kind of how we <laughs> we started talking and Big stuff. Business. But, Big yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> business partners. But, uh, but yeah, thanks again man, for coming on. Really appreciate it. And it should be a fun episode. Absolutely, man. I just we might as well just go right for it. Like, you know what? We're not having a Laker on today. We got ourselves Zach going to come on and tell us a little bit about his uh, careers, a hockey player and whatnot from here. So I got you up here on Elite Prospects right now, Absolute Encyclopedia Online, and uh, yeah. So you were an you were an OHL guy. You played for the Owen Sound Attack. You were the captain for two years from thirteen to fifteen. That's pretty unreal. And you've been in the American League and the East Coast League up and down 
since then. So just tell us a little bit, like, were you, were you always going to go right to the OHL? Were you one of those guys? Or did you ever consider trying to go down, you know, NCAA road or there? And, and, you know, you're one of the lucky ones that you're able to go right from junior to professional hockey. That's unreal, man. And, you know, you're still playing. So just tell us a little bit about that. But just kind of break down maybe, like, more so on your career and tell us about, you know, how you got to be where you are today, luckily to be a Calder Cup champion. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, whatever, like Canadians usually, um, besides for Americans, Americans are more, when they're playing hockey growing up, like they, they're taught, you know, go to school, university, all that stuff. And then, you know, more, I'd say more Canadians, they're more focused on playing junior, whether it's OHL, Q, QMJHL or the dub. WHL, they're more fo- focused on that, um, and I didn't want to keep my focus singly on the OHL. I always want to keep my options open, and I actually tried really hard in grade ten, my draft year, to get my school grades up and try to get an eighty average. But it didn't really work out for me. Um, no, te- I only got one card from a team, school team, sorry, and that and I didn't really know the whole pro- how the process would work out trying to get a school and stuff. So and then I'm getting drafted to the OHL on sound attack and. You know what? I went to camp there and made the team. So never looked back from there and loved on sound. Small little town um, just on Georgian Bay. Uh, my billets. Love my billets. Land Angel. George Angel. Lived right in the water. So I had a great experience there. They made my life obviously way easier than I could have ever imagined. Being an only, Moving away from 16 years old. Moving away from my own home when I was 16. And then uh, played on sound there for four years. Uh, got trapped to Detroit. Um, pros obviously... A little couple learning experiences there, and pro to junior, it's a lot different. You gotta live on your own, stuff like that. You gotta feed for yourself, and you gotta pay rent and pay the bills and stuff like that. Something that was never really taught in high school. <laughs> so, a lot of learning experiences, growing through it all, and but obviously, I think I'm very thankful for those learning learning experiences because uh, you know the year I had this year was one of the best years I've had in my life, and top it off with hoisting the Calder Cup. That's pretty special, and something I'll never forget for sure. Bad man, that's unbelievable. And, and uh, so, who'd you play in the final again? I feel like I should know this. It's on the tip of my tongue. I can't. Chicago Wolves. You played the Wolves, right? Oh, you played the Wolves. So I, I got two buddies on the Wolves. Actually, I used to play with. I was actually just gonna. I, you do you remember Tyler Wong and Reed Duke? Were they playing in that series? Yep. Yeah, so those are my. I used to play with them. I used to play in the dub with those two guys. Those guys were gross. Those guys nice. were sick. But I'll be honest, I was a bum when I played in the dub. I played like one year, and they went on. And I'm, I'm looking. So you back to back to your career again. You didn't even finish junior. I'm looking at right. So you're 95. So you made the jump when you were 20, right? The AHL. Yes. Uh, so I, could, I had one more year left of eligibility and on sound, um, but then. Went to the Detroit camp, blah, 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 all that stuff, and GR, and then ended up sticking there for the year and um, doing the whole pro experience my first year. And I think my GM wanted me to come back for my overage year. He kind of called GM of Grand Rapids just because of the struggles that was going on, and they decided not to send me back down, which is fine. But um, I had one more year elig- eligibility left, but um, ended up uh, staying there and you know grinding it out and uh, learning as much as I could pretty much. Can you imagine the numbers you'd put up in your overage year? You had 77 points the year before that, and you came back a year extra. Holy, that would have been wild. I'm not like a superstar. Like when Shifley came down, he lit it up and stuff. I, one thing I just wanted to quickly say is I don't think a lot of people realize like how impressive that really is. Like mm-hmm. I, I, and I feel like I, I might appreciate it a little differently. I saw, I saw some guys that I played with too that were like really, really good players, man. And, 
you know, I feel like everyone rushes, you know, everyone, obviously, you know, you want to play in the AHL and I feel like all these guys try to go at 20 and, and some guys rush it and, you know, maybe they get there a little too early and whatnot. But like for you to actually make that jump as a 20 year old, you're not going back when you had that option to play, you know, another year in the OHL, man, that's unreal. So tip of the cap to you. And now, you know, you've stuck it out and here you are a Calder Cup champion, man. That's, that's unreal. I almost yes, swore there. <laughs> Um, so did, did you find the jump from the OHL to the AHL? Was it like just, it's obviously substantial. I don't want to come out here and ask a cliche question like that, but like, just tell us as a hockey player yourself, like what was the biggest difference going from playing the OHL? You know, I see you even played five games after your 19 year old year. Like, how was that jump? Is it like, how, just tell us how noticeable the difference. Cause you know, major junior is good hockey, but you know, the American league is a different animal. Yeah. I mean, uh, the strength for sure. And like the speed and the details of every team that, you play or you could just the way that even the coaches prepare the guys in the room and stuff like you can you can tell like they're like they have this is their job and if they don't perform or if the coach don't perform or if players don't perform like they got to feed for themselves and you know some guys have families and stuff and they got to put food on the table for the kids and stuff right so everyone's there every day to like doing the best they can at their job and the preparation is substantially a greater difference and you can see it that you know in junior year you had you're still going home and you're getting you're not making any food and you're not worried about really financial stuff at all and so there's that big difference and then obviously like i said living on your own you got to you're paying rent and you're buying groceries and like what do you buy for groceries and like you got to go to bed you got to get to the rink on your own and all that stuff and like it's it's just you like there's no curfew and you like it's you got to show up to the rink every day and if you perform good if you don't then you know, you got to figure out to, how to how to perform, and that was a big difference for me, and obviously a learning experience. And I think a lot of guys go through that, but uh, definitely for me, uh, what I thought it was going to be like, it definitely wasn't, and I thought I was ready for it, and I wasn't. And I can admit that, but that's what I guess you like, you learn from that, and you keep going forward, and you keep pushing, and you keep working, and here we are Absolutely. today. Absolutely. I think and there's no way. I feel like that's a hard transition too, especially, you know, you get used to the the billet life, you know, everyone's spoiled by their billets and you don't have to make food. And then all of a sudden you're not only playing in the AHL, a totally different style of hockey. Now you're trying to learn how to live, learn how to cook. You got to cook for yourself. Now you got to go to bed at the right time because you can stay up all night. So I, I don't know, man. I just say kudos to you. I really respect because that's not an easy thing to do, man. I feel like that would have been a heck of a growth experience. And, you know, I think it paid off in the form of the color cup over your head. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's wicked. Just want to touch on you. You're saying, you know, going from the OHL and, you know, high scoring guy and stuff like that. And they say every championship team, every, everybody kind of finds their roles. What would you say your role was on this team for, uh, for the color cup run? As we got down the stretch, uh, it became more like I just kept getting put in situations, you know, uh, on the kill and, um, you know, defensive zone faceoffs and, um, you know, if we're up a goal or up goal, two goals, like getting put on there, just, you know, keep things locked down stuff like that, you know, nice last the game, stuff like that. So that's, that's down the stretch. That's basically throughout the whole playoffs. That's basically what um, my role, my line was doing. And, and I was happy to do that because uh, I know I'm not score every night. So, but then our goal scorers were scoring the goals. So it was, it was definitely a fun, fun few months for sure. That's unreal, man. That's wicked. And so, and you, I see you played a little bit in the East Coast League too. Like, how, how is the difference between those two leagues? Or, um, I think it's just, uh, again, like the details and stuff. Like, first of all, the travel is incredibly draining on you, like because you don't have the, the budgets, obviously, way smaller and stuff. So, the travel is way worse, and you're taking 14, 15 hour bus trips overnight, and then you got to play or play the next day or something like that. And so that was worse. That was like definitely eye opening for me, and you know, a couple head scratchers at night and. 
saying, what, what the fuck am I doing here? What's going on? But, uh, um, builds character, I'd say. And you go grow a lot closer with the boys and like the guys down there in these, in the, in that league are super good guys. Everyone there is just so cool and always, has, always is your buddy and so friendly and down to earth. And it's, uh, makes for always a good time and, um, stuff like that. And, you know, guys, they're still working, you know, pays and that much isn't that good, but you know, guys work and they're, they, they give it their all. And, you know, guys are a lot more humbled and that's good too. There's some good hockey players down there too. Like that's what I've noticed too. Like there's some really good hockey players. I know maybe just haven't got an opportunity and, um, you know, sometimes you wish cause they're good people, right. They want, you want to see them succeed. And, um, so, uh, I learned a lot being down there too. It was good to get my confidence back and, you know, met some people, met some friends that I'll have for life too. Uh, it's unreal. I, that's great. I, I feel like too, like you said, like you might have that, that bond to those 14, 15 hour bus rides on the coast there. You must get pretty close with the boys. You know, it's a little different animal than riding around from Owen Sound to London or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember one, like we would practice like on Wednesday morning, but we'd plan, we had to leave at that 10 PM because, we were driving all through the night and get get there at 9 a.m. I don't know, it was at Wichita or something. We got there at 9 a.m. Went out for team breakfast. I like eye off and then <laughs> went to practice and then got a game the next day and we're just like, holy. And then they're, I don't know. Yeah, geez, crazy. <laughs> so wild. <laughs> How's that? Are you a good sleeper? Can you sleep on the bus? Do you have a sleeper when you're yeah, doing those bus? Sleeper bus, so that's not bad. You get to actually sleep through it if you can. Um, but it's not like they're not most luxurious beds. I don't, it's not like Air Drake where you got luxury in California king beds. But like, you can fall asleep if you can. If you get, maybe if you get used to it, there's a little chill zone in the back too. You every, all the guys chill out and um, have a good time and play cards and whatnot. But yeah, it gets kind of it gets hot up there too because <laughs> 17, 18 guys and oh man, if the AC breaks down and watch out. Oh man, that's the Dutch oven on wheels. <laughs> what's the what's the go to game like in the back of the bus and stuff like that? I know every team kind of has their different game, but most teams I've been on, a lot of guys play Schnarps. Schnarps. Do you know what that is? Never heard. Is it like card game? Yeah. Yeah, I figured so. I've actually never even heard of that in my life. Yes. I'm not a big card. Yeah. That's the, that's the game. You guys play euchre? Yeah. Euchre, yeah. Euchre's a big one. Yeah. So Schnarps is kind of like euchre. Um, you have to pick like how many tricks you're gonna get or. I don't know. Maybe it's time for maybe that's just a different story, different podcast. This is all, wait, all, and all. It's all good. Just keep it going. I love it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so I guess like herbs and euchre, or play like seven up, seven down, stuff like that. And then that's mainly it. Sometimes we'll play past the ace if uh, it's you know the end of the road trip and guys trying to have fun and you know drink some beers and stuff and have a nice. good time. Does it get fired up back there? Like people get really into it. Yeah, especially when it gets for money. Um, oh yeah, I can <laughs> I can imagine. So I kind of I'm. I'm a little cheap, so I kind of stay away when less uh, pretty <laughs> nice on the trip. I save some extra pretty. Is some guys up there that that spend like big bucks or what? There's yeah, there's some guys that just you know love it and they like they're all there's always the staple guys that are always playing cards and yeah, fair. And there's like the two couple guys that are like I'll play or I won't play. And then there's like you know the five six guys that are like yep, yeah, it's true, hard true, right? Yeah, so. Do you guys have any like uh, big veterans on that team that that kind of been through the show and been through it all and stuff like that? I feel like every AHL team kind of has one or two guys like that. Yeah, uh, we had one guy, uh, Stortini, who played in the NHL for a bit. Stortini yeah. legend. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Like great guy, super good guy in the locker room, and you know, tough as nails. So yeah, um, he 
he was really helpful. He's really helpful to like, especially the young younger guys too, like the first year, second year pros. Yeah. Um, he helped, he helped me. He helped me out a lot too. Um, just cause I was new to the team and still kind of, like I said, it's still not learning process and stuff like that. But, um, but he helped me a lot. And I think he's from up North there, Sudbury area. So nice. That's on. Un- and then, so if you've played a couple years in the AHL. So who's like, who's the biggest legend in your eyes you've played with so far? Tough question, loaded question. Yeah, like this could this could sewer me for some. Uh, I know I'm not trying to sewer you either, but <laughs> you can name a couple. Yeah, no. Uh, my roommate, my first year was Todd Bertuzzi. Nice. Um, so I was actually just up in Sudbury visiting him. Dan Renuff, obviously, we hit it off pretty good my first year, and we actually won it together in Charlotte. So that was pretty special. Mike Bukowski, oh, Turge, Tango, Soupy, Ellis, like, geez, like a lot of good guys I've met throughout my whole playing career really it's uh so if i forget you i'm sorry but <laughs> um, <laughs> too many to name it's not that's it's fair yeah can't take, it's a good problem to have it. yeah I it's mean, a great problem to have honestly yeah <laughs> i can't believe they haven't made an east coast team into a reality tv show yet oh man can you imagine that i would watch every second of that i i can't believe they haven't done it yet these four they got 15 hour bus rides the guys are playing three and three nights like it's incredible. I would. Like, I think they. Like we don't need a players' tribute on twenty four seven Dallas Stars. We need one on the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. That's so true. You hear some great stories, and you meet some great people too. Oh, I can only imagine, man. You must have so much fun there, like just hanging with all the fellas all the time. Yeah, some great people, like I said. I'm, That's I'm unreal, like, man. That's wicked. Any um, uh, sorry? Any crazy stories about the the Calder Cup run? Like, I imagine that's quite the grind. I'm sure. Like they say, the Stanley Cup is a grind, but I'm sure the Calder Cup is just the same. Yeah, that was that's the longest I've ever played. So like that, I just got back like uh, home two weeks ago, I'd say. Yeah, uh, longest I ever played, and like I was just so gassed after like it was a long, long, grueling and crazy stories. Think. Uh, yeah, I'm putting you on the spot here, but I can get back to you. I'll tell you a crazy story about and again being in the Southern Florida this year earlier the start of the year in the East Coast and it's our first two games of the year. We're in Newfoundland actually. Uh, <laughs> And the Growlers, the champions of East Coast League. So you guys travel from Florida to Newfoundland, like on the bus? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, we flew there. We flew there. Oh, we flew. Okay. Um, I was gonna say, I hope so. Should <laughs> 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 <Just> throw up. <laughs> Go there, uh, play the two games, whatever. And I don't know if you guys have ever been out there, but George Street is a very popular street. Oh yes. And uh, <laughs> so we went there, had a good time, and getting to know each other and bonding and stuff like that. And so we had a flight the next morning. I, in the morning, I don't know, it was like 7 or something. We had like a 4.30 bus or 5-something bus. And so we're all out and having a good time. And then, you know, it's like, next thing you know, we look at our clocks, like 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. So we're like, all right, just want to get changed, go right to the bus. Um, so we go right to the bus and whatever. Everyone's, you know, hooting and hollering on the bus still. Um, <laughs> we get to the airport and we're just kind of stopped there. Um, at some, I don't know, we can see the airport. We can see, like, the gates and stuff. And we're like, okay, like, let's, let's go. Like, let's get out of here. Let's get home to Florida. And, like, no one's moving. And it's been like 20 minutes, and then we, I don't know, sure enough, someone come, comes back to the bus and says, Yeah, we, the whole team missed our flight. We're, we got to like, no way. We got to figure, like, we missed our flight. And the whole team just totally, we were like, the flight's leaving in like 20 minutes. We just totally missed it. So the, all the boys missed the flight together. Yeah. yeah so we're all. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> unreal. <laughs> and uh, so we wait, like, so it's like six in the morning now. We're just like, we got to go back to the hotel. And we all checked out of our rooms. We had to wait to get new rooms, and then we finally get rooms, and then now we're trying to find flights, and then everyone's getting different flights home, and we all had to stay another night, wait another day to get home, and so we ended up waiting like an extra day or two to get just get back. That's something I'd do if I was... Man, you just bonded 
teammates and uh, you just enjoy whatever happens and take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> Did the coaches miss the fight too? Yep, everyone missed. It. Oh, that okay. At least every, I'm just beautiful. picturing like the boys. <laughs> no, I look back and there's just 18 empty seats. The boys, boys are missing. Yeah. That's something I'd do if I was stuck in, in Florida. Like if I was on that Newfoundland team, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I guess we got to stay an extra day in Florida. Like, yeah, Florida wouldn't be bad, but <laughs> Newfoundland is a different story. It's like October, too, so it's kind of cold. Oh, yeah. Your boys are ready to get home back to Florida for sure. Oh, fair Another enough. night on George Street. Yeah. <laughs> Kill some time. Not to bring it back to hockey here, but I wanted to ask you a question because I was just looking at it. So you were originally drafted by the Detroit Red Wings in the second round, 48th overall in the 2013 draft. And then, so now you're obviously with Carolina, right? So were you part of a trade? Did you get traded? Uh, No, so I was with, so Detroit, uh, my contract was up with them and then ended up signing with Charlotte in the summer just as a free agent. Oh, okay. That's unreal then. So a two-way deal with them. So I was, so Florida and Charlotte and charlotte and then uh that's wicked so then how is you kind of had you know a look at two different organizations and really so how is that like so i see and i was looking when you played in grand rapids you're playing with some pretty nasty fellas like even just like at the last season like you play with like svechnikov and like yep all these guys like play with dylan mcelrath is that guy an absolute nail yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that guy was the might have been the toughest guy I ever took the ice against. And like that guy backed me to a quarter. <laughs> that guy yeah. nails. I wish I, I, I feel bad for a guy like that. Like he, that guy, I, w- I want that guy to make the NHL so bad. Yeah, he's like he's a super super nice guy, like super good guy. Like boys love him. And- I've heard good things about him. That makes me happy. Here he's a good guy too. I've been routing for him because I've been like literally just watching him since I played him in junior, and I've just been like I saw he played like seven games last year for the Wings. So hopefully. Keep slugging it out here and becomes a you know a regular. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his. He's got bear paws, so he's. <laughs> I wouldn't want one of those bear paws coming across my face like it's come to many that he's. Yeah, no. that guy can scrap. Oh yeah. That so uh, th- is it a lot different now? Like the American League's got that ten fight rule. Does that real? Does that affect? Do you notice that affecting the game at all, or is that like does does that do boys even care about that? How do the, how does it like do what do the players think about that ten fight rule in the American League? I think it depends on who you ask. I think yeah. Uh, like, because it does take away from some guys' roles and some guys, you know, used to have jobs, you know, uh, policing the game. And I think it is good. Like, you need to police the game because, you know, it's important. You can't have guys taking liberties at your star players for no consequences, right? But um, I think guys are adapting to it. You can see they're picking their spots better and stuff. And it's more, I think it's just transitioned more to now just not just being staged. It's more like, okay, there's a reason behind to it now, which is good. But, um I think that's where it's going, and I think it just depends on who you ask. On what's going yeah, on. I feel like, and like the ten fight limit. I think we all look at it as like a bad thing, but realistically, like the only the way I looked at it too, I was like, did you have to put it in because the only guys that are going to fight more than ten times a year are probably only fighting each other anyway. Yeah, but at the um, same time, then I don't know if you don't. But then now, then you don't have these guys that make the league now just to fight. Yeah, and then like, and then in the league still the game like they're trying to protect players too right from there's all the cte stuff going on concussion yeah. research coming up too right so they want to protect the players and obviously because you know you never know what can happen no 100 percent. like it's definitely not like it's happening for a bad reason or anything but it's just you know and there's so many people that argue it you know the old dinosaurs you know obviously want to see fighting stick around but it's nice to hear like you t- i just find I, don't, I have no argument you know I, I i got no problem with fighting being in the game or anything but like i just find it's funny like and i, I just want to point this out because everyone's always everyone's making these comments on fighting and hockey and the way the game's changing and stuff like that but like you just simply ask you and like you just give a straight up answer like i think it helps police the game and stops guys from taking cheap shots and like i don't know maybe we listen to 
a guy who's on the ice in the AHL, not some guy <laughs> on his keyboard at home with che- Cheeto dust all over his shirt. I don't know. That's just me. Like stuff like that drives me nuts. So I just thank you for saying that. It just makes me feel good inside. Okay. <laughs> um, I know I'm swinging this back again, but for your first ever training camp with the with the Red Wings, you're what 19? Yeah. How how was that? Like just jumping into a Red Wings training camp and having all those guys around you because you know I'm sure they had some big names still there at the time. Yeah, like Datsuk was there, Zetterberg was there. That's crazy. Yeah. So they had all the big guns walking around and. So that was pretty cool. Like, I was like almost starstruck and just like, oh. How were they? Were they pretty cool? Like, did they interact yeah. at all with you guys? Or? Nah, they didn't really talk to me because I wasn't like anything special. So uh, I just kind of stayed in the background and just watched them. And they're even better live, to be honest. Oh, I can imagine. Oh, I bet you, yeah. You'd appreciate them so much more in person, I bet. Yeah, it was crazy to see them stick handle and do stuff at high speed and read front of eyes. I don't know, Salty, what do you think here, bud? Um, yeah, I was just thinking, anything else you would want to talk about, Zach, or anything we missed? And um, Well, are we going to talk raps? Or- oh, true. Yeah, we got to talk about the raps a little bit here. Uh, speaking, going back to our fantasy leagues, you know, we, we, we had some big deals again done and stuff like that, and a couple of players you always wanted, and we talked about with uh, you're being a big raps fan. What do you think of the raps winning the championship, man? I adore that. I love that. It was, it was probably the best week of my life with me uh, winning the Calder Cup and then, like, Five days later, Raptors uh, took home the NBA championship. That was like best week of my life so far, and uh, yeah, it was crazy. And I, it's hard to believe that they were able to do it. And I just hope Kawhi stays. We can repeat. Were you still in the states when that was all going down? I'm home to watch the win. Them, them win it. Okay, but for the, for everything else, like the playoff run and stuff, were people in the states still kind of was? It, I guess it's not the same atmosphere, right? But were people still like paying attention, and it's still a big deal down there, or what? Yeah, uh, like I, it was usually on a lot on like first take and. Yeah, true. Uh, undisputed stuff like that. Like they were like ESPN. They were always they were still talking about it. Um, I think like Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, obviously like were helped a lot because big names and stuff. And Kawhi Leonard too, having a superstar. Yeah, they like to talk about him. But it was they still paid attention to it for sure. But I'm obviously I don't think they can compare it to what is going on down here in Canada. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, and you're not obviously just a Raps fan. You're a big Liverpool fan, right? You and uh, Matty Ice, Matt Anderson, big Liverpool fans. So you guys uh, win Champions League this year. So that one must have been what. Two, three weeks before the Raps went too. Yeah, I remember we had a the big, the big Barcelona comeback when I had a playoff game that night, and I was like on the bus, like you know the updates coming up, and I was like, holy crap! And Slabs texted me <laughs> on the way to the ring. I'm like, holy, I gotta focus here and shit. <laughs> like, that was pretty crazy. Oh yeah, um, very happy to see them uh, pull it off after losing last year to Real. But yeah. um, now we're we're going. To- Changing our focus to the, the Prem title and taking down City because they don't really deserve it. <laughs> oh, here we go. Well, people don't know I'm a City fan, and obviously Zach and Maddie are uh, are Liverpool fans, and we had that debate this year, back and forth the entire the entire season. And luckily, my fantasy league, I had uh, their favorite player Salah, and just you know couldn't give him up to them. Unfortunately, even though they they harassed me in the entire year, but uh, yeah, it should be fun again next year because I think City can take both if we're allowed in the Champions League. Um, I think we're gonna do it. Again, are you going to be in? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, do you, is there any other guys on the team that do watch soccer with you, or is you pretty like? Um, not? More, not really, and not. It's more or less like the European. So uh, yeah, fair. One of, there was like a guy from Czech that I would talk to about soccer a lot because he was a big Salah fan and nice. stuff. So I kind of hopefully I brainwashed him to become a Liverpool fan. <laughs> That's awesome. Does it help you in your sewer game warm ups? No, I'm not the best sewer game guy. I wish I was. <laughs> I'm getting better as the year goes. Every year goes on, but is hopefully. It- uh, Next year will be my best year. Are there any like sewer uh, game legends? Like anybody that just really nail it? Yeah, there's some like usually every team I'd say has like four guys that are like super like actually like really good. Is it the Europeans or? 
75 percent of the europeans and you got some guys you know that are just you know athletes and they're good Fair. and keep the ball up as long as they want that's awesome um do you have any other stories you want to add to to the show before we let you go really appreciate you doing this again man any crazy jeffy d stories (laughs) (laughs) what a guy what a beaut yeah we 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 can't not that's another guy harps we got to get on jeffy d he's actually works for the sens right now it's someone that would be really interesting to have on well definitely put him in the ringer put him on deck there you go no so what are you boys up now just going uh doing this recording and yeah, we have uh, Canada weekend. Oh yeah, that's right, big Canada weekend. We got <clears throat> we can talk about that right now. Let's see what's up. What are you doing, Harps? You have uh... um, unfortunately, my line of work like Canada Day weekend, and that is just the worst time of the year. Like you, I, I don't work till Friday, and I have seven shifts this week. Seriously, before Sunday, I'm gonna work like it's gonna be hilarious. I'm just gonna, I might sleep, but I might just stay down there because I'm gonna work so much. But yeah, on Canada Day, I'm. Because if it rains one more time, I'm going to start catching it and just throwing it back in the sky. It's starting to make me so mad, man. It's just the rain's driving me nuts. So, yes, anyways, not before I have a conniption. You here, but, are you going to Canada Jays game? No, oh, true. That would be sick. I, if, I, if I even lived within the – I can't. I would go to that. Yeah. Be the, that sounds like that would be the best thing you could do. That's on my bucket list for sure. That's a hard one to get, though. That's like a sellout, right? Yeah, Calder Cup champ. I yeah. can get that in no problem. Calder Cup walk right in there, just flash the rings <laughs> right by the side there. Do you know when you guys get your rings? Uh, no, we don't know when we're getting those, and we still don't know when we're getting the uh, cup for the for the day for a day for the party or whatever. Yeah, that's so. right. Oh, you get that's unreal how they do that in the, in the A too. Yeah, we're waiting on that. Do you know wants to, and that would be fun. Do you know where you bring it and stuff? No, I don't. Like I have no. No idea what I would do. Well, let's talk about it right now, buddy. Where do you want to bring it? Where's the? Yeah, where's this is your planning. Plan your color cup party right now. Uh, okay, take it up to Nipsing. Here you go. Um, see the Lakers podcast. <laughs> and, uh, we'll get it on the show. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what I would do. Yeah, it's in my fair. backyard and just have everyone over and just. It might be easier to ask you what you won't do. On that day. <laughs> yeah, sleeping. Sleeping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, me and Harsh might have to come up there and then uh, host the show up there. Have a live show from, from Nasty's Calder Cup Day. Oh, imagine that. That sick. would be the last episode of the Lake Show ever. <laughs> and the last time I was ever allowed in North Bay, probably. <laughs> you invite for sure. I just want to quickly say before we let you go, I'm so you must have the you have the most unbelievable life in the summer. I bet like you just <laughs> go to the gym and just do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, like, like, I would oh unbelievable. Like I said, like these last like last two weeks, I haven't done anything really except just sleep in, wake up, and like do nothing and like stare at my wall and figure out what I'm going to do. Like go golfing. I've been golfing a few times. Nice. You know, try and just you know play the guitar, work on that. Two, three weeks after the season, just eat whatever and just do whatever. And finally, like once you start working out again, training, then you get back into the routine and train, and then you know go golfing later after lunch, and then come back and eat. And- so are you like when you work out, are you like a get up and go right to the gym guy, get it over with, or do you like wait around or what? No, I, I like to get I like to get up and like eight o'clock, seven o'clock, and just get out of the way, get out of the morning, and then uh, okay, so you have the full day to do stuff too after if you can or yeah. Stuff like that, and because usually as it gets close to season two, you like workout and skate and stuff too. So you got to get those in too. And absolutely, man, that's awesome. Wow, man, this was sweet. This is unreal, man. Thanks so much yeah. for having us. Uh, thanks a lot for having me. I had a lot of fun. Um, maybe we can do it again in the future. Uh, you know, stories change a little bit, but oh, dude, hundred percent. Maybe in a couple months, or we'll have to get you on during the year next yeah. year. Yeah.
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, thanks, boys. I appreciate it a lot. A lot. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks again, thanks and, we'll, so much, and we'll be in touch. No, boys. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Awesome. Informative, educational, and honestly, not a bad time. That was a good interview. Yeah, that was fun, man. Like I said, great guy, great uh, great interview, and he had some pretty good stories there. And, you know, going through the East Coast and the OHL and the AHL and winning a Calder Cup, it's a pretty cool experience. I know. I would have loved to ask him a little more stories. We probably shouldn't have, you know, can't really talk yeah. about, you know, but... <laughs> It's always the first thing you want to ask, you know, just you haven't, you haven't, you haven't fun down there, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun though. I loved it. And I, yeah, I could have true. talked to him all day, just picking his brain about stuff like that. You know, it's fun talking to guys and situations are in and obviously coming off call to cup. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, man. So that was awesome. That was great. Thanks again to him and everyone who uh, kind of helped us get that set up. And yeah, yeah. so here we are, buddy. It's, it's almost July. Wow. The summer's Pretty melting cool. away. I know, man. It's actually insane. Like I was looking back on it. I remember in the intro, I was talking I was like, oh, I wish my week off was in the middle of the, the summer. Well, it actually is in the middle of the summer, right? Because you don't think yeah. you technically get off school around like end of April, two months came in and then now we're kind of in the middle of it. It's crazy. It goes by so quick. I don't even say that like that, like middle of summer already. Like it I is know. technically the dead middle because it's like it's, you get the four month off. It's like having yeah. a semester off and we're already at the halfway point here. Exactly. That's oh. <laughs> nuts. We're two okay. months away from being back together, though, for our interviews in our in our. Uh, calls. Oh yeah, well, we're, so, we, you know, people aren't going to be ready for when we're, when we're united. Oh gosh, oh, yeah, dude, it's like the crazy. absolute landslide of content. <laughs> like people's ears are going to be just bleeding, <laughs> in a good way. Because they, they won't be able to take the earphones out; they'll just be jamming them further into their ears, trying to get more. <laughs> AirPods stuck in your brain. AirPods probably didn't charge them, left them at home, had to miss our episode. <laughs> Not an excuse. Play it out loud. You honestly, this is one thing I, I don't have a pair of AirPods, but I have a pair of these ones where like they're the same thing. Like no, they're not AirPods, yeah. but like, you pl- charge them and stuff. Mm-hmm. No, I hate them. <laughs> they're always dead. They're never charged. Like I need my headphones. It's like oh, I need my headphones in twenty five minutes, so I better start charging them because <laughs> I'm really gonna want a song in twenty. No, it's like oh, I gotta go to the gym, throw them in my ear. Oh, they're dead. <laughs> Like you know, honestly, charging pads, man. Where you could just like lay them on. You know, you ever seen those pads? You put like your phone and your AirPods or whatever, and you just lay it down there, and they charge. You don't have to plug anything in. Do you do you charge? Do you charge them like just by putting up, just laying them on there? Yeah, yeah. yeah you just your AirPods just, too. You can. I don't have one. People do. <laughs> also, how do people poor, not but. lose their AirPods? Dude, that's why I bought the knockoffs. They're like sixty bucks. If I lose them, I lose them. You know what I mean? If they die, they die. Kind of thing. How much <laughs> is I'm, a real AirPod? It's about like 180 bucks, I think. I think close oh, to 200. I, I see everyone having them. Everyone's cutting around like yeah. where I'm like all of a sudden everyone had a problem with Bluetooth headsets, and now John yeah, and his brother and everyone else are running around town with the AirPod hanging out the ear. It's pretty funny though because we used to make fun of those. You know those business people and <laughs> have like those ear earpieces in, and they'd be like talking on the phone. That's what stuff. I'm saying. That's a, no, that's, yeah. that's exactly what I'm trying to. Yeah, we used to think yeah. I was stupid, <laughs> and now everyone's cutting around with double pottage in both ear. That's true. I do. I do love my fake AirPods. Like they're sick for when I go. I could just go out for. Um, I don't know if I'm doing groceries and stuff. Like it's nice to just have them in and I can listen to a podcast or whatever. But I do understand where you're coming from because I used to make fun of people that had those like uh, Bluetooth headsets or have conversations. Oh, I always did. I yeah. remember. I don't know why I have to tell this story. I have to tell the story because we're talking about the Bluetooth headset. But I'll never. I don't want to say his name. He's never going to be listening to this podcast. But this. I used to play baseball for years with this kid, and his father was named. I feel like his name was Glenn and he looked like a Glenn. And anyway, he would always have the head, the headphone in 
And like, I don't know if this guy was a telemarketer or if he worked for a call center, but this guy's on the phone 24 seven. And he'd be like on the side of the field, like being like, Oh, Mitchie boy, get your glove in the dirt there, kid. Yep, yep, in front of the ball there, boy. And then he'd like one second, he'd press ball. He'd be like, yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'll see you. I'll be on line four. And then he'd just be t- constantly taking calls and he talks so loud to be in left field. And I could like hear him talking about like spreadsheets. <laughs> like Glenn, I'm going to throw a ball from left field and I hope oh, it knocks that Bluetooth right out of your head. <laughs> actually, speaking of baseball, I actually had a quick little baseball tournament this weekend. I was a sub for a uh, softball tournament. Did you? And, uh, yeah, that was interesting. I haven't played baseball in a long time. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. You know, it's nice to be out there. And we had one guy on our team that actually went to play Div 1 in Louisiana. And now he's going to play, uh, doing his master's in Florida. So he was pretty nasty. He was on our high school team too. So it's nice to see those guys. But baseball, like, they great. make it look, yeah, they make it look a lot easier than it is. So I'm not saying it's hard, like super hard, but like it's oh, not that easy. I like, don't think no one, has, if, no one has appreciation for the sport of baseball. Exactly. Because like, exactly. like slow pitch, like everyone's playing slow pitch. Like, ah, yeah, this isn't bad. Try playing baseball there, Johnny boy. Yeah, exactly. Like on, I, I hitting a baseball in the MLB is the hardest thing to do in the world. And if anyone yeah. has something to say, I'm gonna throw a baseball right at your head. <laughs> Sorry, I don't think I can talk like that on here. But no, I'm just saying. Like he got the. I, I follow this guy on Twitter. His name's yeah. Rob Friedman. They call him the Pitching Ninja. Nice. And he does overlays, and he'll take like all these like unreal pitchers in the MLB, and he'll yeah. he'll take the three videos and put them on top of each other. And he'll show you a, a pitcher's like full like arsenal, all the pitches they can throw. Yeah. And all these guys, man, they throw in the exact same motion. You don't. It looks like it's going to be the same pitch every time, but it'll show you how these balls are taking cuts, dive and dip, and everything. Baseball is insane. Like just let alone trying to hit a fastball is insane. Now you have to think about the other three or four pitches a guy's going to throw and how it's going to cut and where it's going to yeah. land. Like that's insane. And then a guy's throwing ninety eight miles an hour at your left ear, and then the next thing he throws it the exact <laughs> same way with a different grip of the finger, and it comes down seventy one over the plate. Yeah, and, and then he hits it at you third, yesterday. Yeah, and he hits it at you at third base, coming off hot off the bat, and you have to try and cash there and make a play. Like it's not easy, but whatever. That's I will say, I miss I miss the days of watching baseball when we had like guy like Roger Clemens. Like oh, yeah. bu- bullying people, he was a bully on the mound. He like a Dude, guy, even like the way a guy's standing in the batter's box, he just throw 101 miles an hour at his left ear, and he yeah, wouldn't stand true. like that anymore. It was unbelievable. Can, yeah, oh, nobody yeah. would bat flip on that guy. If you bat flipped on him, he'd be flipping. Oh, that guy! <laughs> I I read I read a book about him, and apparently he <laughs> he'd go he fired up the hot tub to 106 Fahrenheit for every game. And he'd hop in it for like 30 minutes, just roasting. They looked like, apparently looked like, like a cherry tomato. And then he'd come flying out of there, butt naked. And then he'd go right to the trainer's room, grab a handful of rub A535. And he'd throw it right in his jock strap. Jock strap on commando, ball shorts out in the mound, pitch hole game. Oh my like God. Like an absolute freak. That's insane. Unbelievable. Maybe um, that's, what, that's, what, that, that's what we need more of it around Nipson. A lot more spicy jock straps. <laughs> is that your new is that your new Instagram name? Spicy Jockstrap <laughs> Cousins with Spicy P. That's a secret. <laughs>